Everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host. This edition of the show is uh, going to be sponsored by our good friends at patreon.com slash Spidey Dude Network. We got our friends such as Bakeman, Scott, Greg, Kegar, Venetian, Master Dramon, Kale, Georgia, Jessica, Cindy, Catherine, Sin, uh, Allison Farquhar, Laura, Ed Reynolds, Scott McCure, Vanessa Emo, Janelle Turner, and our newest one that I thought I changed, but I guess I did not change the uh, overlay. Um, we have a brand new $25 patron, which was really cool to happen. Um, so, Sebastian. Yes, Sebastian. So, if you... Uh, want to see what all the fun's about you can go over to patreon.com slash spidey dude network and be a part of all the fun stuff we got the uh, live video edition of voices from the eerie amongst other great goodies you can also check out our other fine programs here on the spidey dude radio network such as clones soccer chronicles spectacular radio amazing spider-man classics the salvia era podcast aforementioned voices from the Eria Gargoyles podcast. The sister show here on the program, Make Mine Mayday. And coming soon? It's really actually coming soon. We've recorded the three-part pilot episodes of Books of X, uh, the Patreon first show, coming very, very soon. So if you like this show, you can check out our other fine programs here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. Hello, everybody. I'm Zach Joyner. Put my cam back on and put myself as solo for a second we got uh three we got two special guests with me tonight adam will be on later on tonight um but before we get so i gotta introduce first up he is the host of the salvi Sema era podcast he's even got it as his background here on the spider dude radio network hello to chris hello chris how are you buddy hi yes it might uh it, it, it's a weird green screen. It kind of fades me in and out. <laughs> and uh, I already mentioned him off the top, but uh, we have Vinkman joining us tonight. Hey, guys. Vinkman is our oldest Patreon, and um, I, I just can't thank yes. you enough. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for so, having uh, me. Tonight, so those that are watching us live on the uh, uh, comic binge YouTube channel. Originally, Paul was going to be scheduled was scheduled to be on. Uh, he had to politely decline because Mandalorian and Wednesdays and Disney Plus hates me. So uh, <laughs> he's got a you know um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, if you've not checked out his other stuff here on on YouTube, he's got he's done several things throughout the month of March. Uh, had several great um, podcast hosts co uh, guests. And uh, talked about a various amount of topics. In fact, he just talked about Static Shock. So if you like Static Shock, uh, check out his stream as I cut out, of course, on that's why I'm going to stop my cam. So unfortunately, me and Vakeman are having cam problems tonight. So if you're watching us on YouTube, well, um, you're seeing a couple of blobs on the screen. <laughs> but um, you got Chris, myself, um, we got Ryan in the uh, 
in the house. He says it's the shadow studio. Normally I'd have Vinkman in the comments responding. So it's weird not having Vinkman here. Um, guys, did you guys see the news today about Marvel? Yes. Ding dong. The witch yes. is gone. <laughs> so it is the yeah. end of an era um, per the New York Times. Uh, I got a... I got my one free um, uh, I, I subscribed to the New York Times to get my one free story and that was the one story I read today <laughs> but uh, yes Ike Perlmuter is no longer at Disney um, still one of the largest shareholders at Disney so it's not like he didn't have power but he's just no longer there on the day to day operations at Marvel um, Marvel has been allowed to operate pretty autonomously since the 2009 merger Um there's gonna there's a lot of questions that are going to be happening over the next days and weeks and nobody right now seems to know uh what's going to happen next uh it is crazy because you've got stuff like marvel gaming and the marvel publishing arm um not only the marvel like the regular comics publishing but also the book publishing arm i a lot of things are going to be changing over the next few months um Obviously, there's a lot of people that are, are happy by this news because of his obvious past uh, associations and ties to certain political candidates. Um, also, producer Neil here. Hello. Real quick. I just wanted to hop in real quick. Uh, also, this comes on the news that Disney Hi, hi is, Neil. Yeah, hi. This hi, is Neil. Off, this is coming off of the news that I believe Disney is laying off 7,000 employees across multiple global divisions. And I yes. believe that also comes with them consolidating their relationship with Marvel. So Marvel entertainment is now more directly tied to Disney than it has been since the merger. I just wanted to bring that. I just want to put that fact check in there. Yes. Uh, I was going to bring that up. Uh, Buckley was apparently going to be per, uh, reporting directly to Kevin Feige, who is the chief creative officer, as well as the head of Marvel studios. Um, now, uh, before he was reporting to both Perlmuter and and Buckley, or uh, and uh, Feige, reporting to Feige, so that kind of eliminates. Basically, what Disney's trying to do is they're trying to eliminate redundancies. Um, but also, does uh, hold... they overspent on Disney Plus like crazy. So, well, I, well, well, I think they overspent on Disney Plus. The fact that they jacked the prices up at the parks and pissed everybody off there. There is a lot of parents that aren't happy about certain creative decisions that have been made over the last, you know, two years or so. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a whole smorgasbord of problems. Um, but I think that they bet on Disney Plus and streaming is not ready yet. I think they bet on it too early. I, I still think Disney Plus is going to be their the cream de la creme, but uh, yeah, let's get Adam's thoughts. Hello, Adam. Thoughts on uh, what's his name leaving? <laughs> yeah, we're talking hey. about uh, we're talking about Pearl Meter leaving. Um, also, the official council of uh, like the legal council of Disney is also good. Um, good that Perlmutter's leaving, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been a, like the yeah. consistent thing. Um, our I friend mean, Brian, you, who would have pictures, been on tonight, you have like pictures. Uh, did some, he's done some day. freelance work for for Kevin Feige and stuff. And when he I was mean, doing, uh, when he was doing stuff for him, he said that Prometheus stressed Feige out, which is consistent with all the media reports. 
So, um, and not it, to get super political, but Prometer was, um, I mean, he was one of those people seen with Donald Trump a lot. Yes, yeah, so John and him were very good friends. And not, and not to get down a political oh. thing with Trump. Like, I get it. We're not gonna. We're not that type of podcast. But you say that name, and everything that's happening with Trump in the news right now in Prometer. Yeah. Also, to br- to bring it to Paul, not to get political as well, but um, in the past year, he brought on a, I believe, an activist investor into Disney's board of directors, and mm-hmm. one of his and one of his major initiatives this year was cost cutting at Disney under that in, under that activist investors um leadership okay bye uh yeah no uh, <laughs> uh neil was right and that you're that, right i didn't have anything to add to it um the it's funny because ultimately by doing what he did that's how Bob Iger gets back on back as CEO, and then the first thing Iger does is cut it. <laughs> so he ended up cutting his nose to smite his face. The whole thing is crazy. And 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 Ike and uh, the current CEO is not going to be here for very long. He's coming here right at a ship, and then he's leaving. Yeah, no. He well, he he's, he said he had two. He's basically got two years to get things right. Yeah, uh, that's, he's got that's, the two. He's got two years. So. Uh, the, and frankly, you look at the other economic data right now, not again, not to get terribly political, but like this is not unexpected given the amount of layoffs we've already seen in the tech sector. You you have Disney, who is such a mega conglomerate um, and was heavily involved with tech. Big tech right now is, is hurting. And so therefore, you're going to see a lot of these layoffs. Right. Well, I want to I want to make a point that even though Disney's uh, share price has fallen, I believe it's 31 percent. Zach, you can fact check me on that. Yeah. Um, it is. It has raised, I believe, eighty-three billion dollars in revenue in twenty twenty-two. They are not hurting for cash. They're just looking for an excuse to lay off workers. Uh, basically, um, they're, they're, yeah, eighty-three billion dollars. And I think they. I think. Uh, I think it was like last year or the year before. Marvel alone made fifty-three billion. In okay, cash. real quick, rate, rate, Radiac. Yes, I. I have quit. I'm just here to provide. Uh, I actually. I actually had a lot to ask to add about this particular topic. But um, this, that's how they, this, this that's is how much money they made in comics producer. or just comics and merch. It's forty to sixty million dollars in in revenue in the publishing division. That's the one that Perlmutter directly oversaw. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. um, <laughs> which yeah, is so for, chump change. I mean, that's why everybody talks about oh boycott, only, boycott, boycott. I'm like, dude, only forty, only fifty, only forty million dollars, only forty million. Yeah, yeah, you're mm. you're talking about a piss in the bucket right now with with Disney's money. We can complain all we want about publishing right now, but like, <laughs> it is such a small potatoes part of the deal. You know what I mean? Based X Men saving the <laughs> <laughs> books of X. Hi, Radiac. I'm glad you're on the show. In the beginning. Yes, twelve of those books are. Yeah, twenty. What twenty of those books or whatever contributed to that uh, from uh, the X Men line. Yeah, I gotta be honest. The- Hey, listen. I I've enjoyed I've enjoyed Krakoa so far with Neil. Now gonna, I'll probably it's gonna, go down, it's gonna it's gonna go downhill later. But for now, X Men stays free. Maybe Krakoa hey, forever. Hey, hey Zach, it brought back it brought back one of your favorite characters. Genius Traveler. Holy shit! Oh, I'm muting. I'm muting. Uh, Bankman. 
Yeah, yeah Judas I, Traveler, I, I heard, is uh, is back with, with the X-Men, which... I, I believe he is the fourth column of Orcus. That is That, that was the funniest crap I have ever heard, that they brought back Judas Traveler out of, X-Men. like, the obscurity of hell of characters. <laughs> Not even Dan Slott wanted to write his ass. That should tell you everything you need to know. I mean, Dan Slott brought back everybody, basically. And he didn't want to touch Judas Traveler. Or facade. You know, if um, if he had only been a little younger and hadn't retired from acting and they had gotten this whole Marvel ball rolling much faster, I could have seen Sean Connery playing Judas Traveler. Oh, damn it. Chris, Chris cut out on me. What did he say? I said, I... If it let's say the Marvel universe had come together in the in the movies a little faster, a little sooner, and Sean Connery was a little younger and hadn't died, I would have seen Sean Connery playing Judas Traveler. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I keep ping ponging back and forth remem- between unremembering whether or not Sean Connery's died. Like there'll be days when I just look yeah, at is he dead. Like, I don't remember. I, he's, he's like Schrodinger's actor. I don't know if he's alive or dead. But I mean, he was more or less retired. But I just watched. I just watched for the first time ever in my entire life the Highlander original movie. I had watched the TV show, and I've had Adrian Paul, the Highlander from the TV show on my podcast, the Dead TV podcast. And uh, so after watching that and after hearing Judas Traveler had come back, I was like, Sean Connery should have played Judas Traveler. And maybe a standalone Sony movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Two of those coming this year. Vinkman, let me know if you fixed your audio and I'll bring it back in. Uh, Apparently, according to Immaculate Comics, he is super dead. Yeah, he died two years ago. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I, I just, I, he's one of those guys who, like, you, you're like, oh, is he dead? It's like yeah, Nelson I, Mandela. If I knew that, I forgot. So, <laughs> Having I don't know why Adrian I brought up Nelson, Nelson Mandela specifically, but I don't know. Maybe then, then now that Adrian Paul's in his 60s and he'll start pushing up there in years and graying his hair, maybe he can play Judas Traveler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Highlander 2 has nothing on track. Well, look, any of the subsequent Highlander movies are are ranged from merely okay to pretty bad. So let's be real. Highlander 2, I believe, falls in the dog shit on the tier list. Yes, it was it was the F tier. Um, Okay, not definitely not S tier. Bankman, can we hear you now? The quotes. Oh, uh, he's muted. Yeah, unmute him. When we had Adrian Paul on the show, it was there. We go. It was a blast. Oh, oh, we lost Bankman. Son of a bitch. All right, I guess I'm here to stay. Okay, uh, so uh, also I, I briefly wanted to mention the hilariousness of the latest Marvel Legends that oh. dropped officially. The in, Across the Spider-Verse, Marvel Legends got the promo picks and, and got it officially announced on Twitter today about four days after it hit Walmart shelves because Walmart decided to put them out too early. <laughs> Oh, oh well. Uh, but these yeah, got leaked. Way, so if you're on the, if you follow Marvel Legends at all on social media, these got leaked a long time ago. Um, they do look pretty cool. If you're into Marvel Legends, um, they are. I'm not picking. This is a wave that I'm just not going to pick up because I just, I don't, yeah. I don't have any of the other ones. 
Zach, that's not just a Marvel thing because uh, Monday, Mar- uh, Walt, my Walmart put out Batman the Doom that c- came to Gotham, which was a day earlier than it was supposed to come out. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay, to be fair to Walmart employees, they don't pay attention to street dates. No. Huh. Great cartoon, uh, though, by the way. Hour and a half Batman cartoon, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, so, uh, Vigman, did you see those figures? I know you, uh, you are my other Marvel Legends guy here on the show. Yes, I did. Uh, are you picking um, any? Uh, I'll probably see. Uh, I'll probably see um, whether I pick them up will be based on whether or not um, um, me liking the movie. But um, that's Fair. kind of yeah. Because I'm I'm actually kind of thinking of selling off my um, most of my MCU related Marvel legends and just focusing on like the comics or like animation related stuff. Although technically since this is animation, that kind of falls into that. Look, I, I I'm with you. I can't, I can't keep up with the MC2, uh, MC, MC2, MCU stuff. I'm so used to saying MC2. I wish, on- I wish, I wish there was MC2 Marvel legends. There were more of those. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I. So, like I say, I, I just, <laughs> um, I, I had to mention that story because it just made me laugh. Because they're like, "Oh, we've been we've been sitting on this." I'm like, "You guys have seen?" Because I know they go on all the all the all the group all the big groups, whether it be on Reddit, on uh, Facebook, uh, they're on those groups. You can't tell me they're not. And. Uh, I'm like, you guys, marketing kind of failed you guys. So, um, but yeah, those are the only two news stories that I had off. They look great. We needed to talk about Perlmuter because it was obviously a breaking news story this morning. Uh, kind of a shock. Yeah. I, lie. I, I thought he was, I thought the only way he was leaving Marvel was in a pine box. So yeah. the fact that he got laid off today, um, it, it, he can't be crying that much. The dude's still like a, at one point was like the third largest shareholder of Disney stock. Okay. Time for him to enter his political arc again. <laughs> He's going to donate to Trump again. God almighty. All right. Moving on. Um, Sorry. I just, you know, I had to use the opportunity to use my Trump voice. All right. So uh, we're, we're moving on to the amazing Spider-Man um, two issues tonight. We're going to be talking about the, the we're finally figuring out what did Peter do? <laughs> oh boy. Um, so I'm going to give a pretty brief recap of the, uh, of the two issues. We're going to, I'm going to do them both together. I'm not going to separate them out. I'll tell you when good. <laughs> starts and one issue yeah. in. it doesn't they're make pretty- any sense to uh to separate these issues because they're so t- closely t- together yeah. all right so we open the issue with peter parker being late thinking that it was a fr- it was a saturday when it was actually a friday and uh you know meanwhile we got mary jane trying to round up the children to go to the park which if you've ever tried to round ra- her children even single, ch- like one single child to go to the park. Y- you know, this is factual. Meanwhile, they walk outside. It was supposed to be in the seventies that day, but all of a sudden it's snowing question mark. Uh, Peter and Mary Jane and Paul all see this big giant swirling tornado of doom. So uh, Paul gets rid of the kids 
MJ's suddenly on the phone with Peter saying, he's back. He came back one year earlier. We cut back to Rikers Island where um, <laughs> Rabin, who has not been seen since brand new days, Zeb Wells story, uh, is has literally slaughtered a bunch of inmates, drawn a bunch of crap on the walls, and basically he's like, I'm going to open a portal to doom. Uh, we then he then slices a guy, uh, inmate's throat open. We then finally find out what that giant glowing man was at the end of Beyond. It was Rabin. So Peter, Peter and M- MJ were talking about moving in five minutes ago, but uh, not anymore. Rabin then opens up a giant, like pulls a giant hole in the apartment. Peter then tries to attack. Um, and so. Uh, MJ says, get the F out of her apartment. And so uh, MJ asks what what, he, what the guy wants, and he wants to do math, bloody ancient math. Uh, and as, you know, he grabs MJ's arm, she sees the world, fill, uh, she sees him flooding the world with blood. Um, Peter then throws a, a chunk of her apartment. Peter then starts to attack. He starts falling. He's laughing um, and then, you know, uses a bunch of energy. So uh, Peter starts to attack as Spider-Man. And then uh, he grabs him by the chest and then we see a storm from the, you know, basically kind of gives a bit of a recap to what happened with the uh, brand new day storyline. Um he then imprints something into Peter's body of vengeance. Same thing with MJ. They're both imprinted. Then they get transported to a post-apocalyptic world, Peter and MJ, and we don't know what the F's going on. <clears throat> then two weeks later in issue 22, we uh, then have, <laughs> uh, we pick up right where we left off. Peter and MJ have been have been running for days away from like these giant monsters that look like dinosaurs, but made out of words. I don't know. So then we have a mysterious hooded figure with a giant gun. It's Paul, everyone's favorite character. Yay, Paul! Woohoo! Paul, team Paul, sh- team Paul, let's go! Yeah. <laughs> I say that with all the sarcasm. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Paul is blown away the dinosaur and we, you know, we go back to his lair. Apparently he knows who Peter is and they have a bit of witty banter. Uh, apparently there's a spider tracer that was like one of the runes that they have, you know, talking about the strands of the, of the great ancient web. We have Babin who's making more, you know, symbols. Then we have, uh, how do we say, is it, is it way, way up? Is it way up the name of the damn? Uh, I don't really God? know. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna just call him way up because that's just sounds like it looks it's just yeah. I hooked on phonics worked for me. Anyway, so Peter then is working on this little spider tracer thing. Um he ends up fixing it. MJ and Paul are having a bit of a conversation with Peter while he's doing it. Then um Peter tries to make them go run. It seems like Paul knows more than he lets on. Anyway. 
Um, so way up and, and Peter start fighting. Uh, eventually way up grabs Peter by the head, a bunch of strands start overtaking him or start pulling him away. And that was basically Paul's doing. Peter's trying to get MJ away from the situation. And, um, way up starts pairing apart at Peter's mask and uh, they rip way up in half because Paul shoves uh, way up in like half of way up into the void. They get thrown into outside Pennsylvania, which is, I think uh, Vinkman's neck of the woods is Pennsylvania. Um, the state. And uh, that's how we end the issue. Oh, you're in Massachusetts. Oh, I thought you were in Pennsylvania. Uh, so that's the end of the issue. We we then figure out why there was a big giant smoldering crater in Pennsylvania. Yay! All right, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Adam last. Start with Chris. What do you what do you think of these two issues? I had to do some deep digging into the back issues to reread the three issues that came out during the uh, brand new day era with Wolverine to know who the hell this character was because this just comes out of nowhere that they brought back <laughs> this just insanely obscure character i mean this is like as insane as judas traveler um but judas had a much more prominent role <laughs> um <laughs> i'm still conf- I, I i i just i'm like i'm trying to figure out it's like is, is there some kind of like body swap thing going on for the reason why Peter can't be with Mary Jane and they're like she immediately calls him like Peter it's happening again and they're like yeah I know where are you Paul and just this there's it's uh, obviously what have we got one more issue left to go or two more issues left to go in this storyline yeah yeah and, and we're going to find okay so basically we're going to find out why the fantastic four are mad at him Right. There is so much adrenaline pumping in these two issues. The only break we get is Peter brushing his teeth. <laughs> Which is the beginning of the first issue. The beginning of the first issue. Otherwise, you are just like <laughs> speeding through it. There's, a, there's an exposition break. And we haven't there's had an exposition break in a second. We haven't had like something like this intense, I think, since the first time Morloon has appeared in terms of just like a massive altering event that changed everything in Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. With yeah, that. he died I, and I, came back, and he was with the Avengers, and the mask came off, and everyone figured out who he was, and Aunt May, and one more day, and blah 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 blah. But it just, it just, in terms of like a foe that Spider-Man cannot beat. <laughs> well, he's dealing with a god. Um, I, I have a series of questions, but I'll get to that when I get to my review. But um, well, here's my question: Who is this god in real life? Is this something Marvel made up, or is this an actual this thing? Is a real, because... This is a real mind god. Okay, that okay, good. Did Sam and Dean Winchester kill it on Supernatural in one its one of its fifteen seasons? He might have. I never watched it. Okay. <laughs> I do. A, um, but I, be, I Listen, believe it, he, he the person the asked. That the person to ask that question is Jen on Voices from the Eerie because she's a giant fangirl of, of Supernatural, but, you know, she's not here. 
I do a supernatural podcast called Supernatural Creatures and Lore, and we talk about the monsters and mythology and ghosts and goblins, Sam and Dean fight in the real life. But I, so I, I, I believe like, in I believe in mine mythology. Wayab or Wayap is the equivalent of Loki in Norse mythology of tricksters. My my I mean, knowledge mm. may be off on that. It's a terrifying cover. I mean, the thing is just. Listen, a good cover. I'm glad that they got Ramita Jr. to draw this. And and, and um, one of the best explanations you could say why Peter has to do this alone is because technically, in terms of the rolling timeline and however long Doctor Strange was really dead for, Strange was dead and Peter didn't have much of a connection with Clea to call out for help from her. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, so, so. so I'm gonna I'm gonna toss my hat in the ring here, even though I'm playing producer tonight. My theory about why the fan I'm I'm sorry. This you make me laugh. Sorry. sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, Go ahead. Um, my my theory of why the Fantastic Four won't help is that you know way up went back in time, or Peter went back in time from what I can gather. I've, I've, I have the Facebook screenshots I've read, um, and is going to cause the apocalypse by killing Peter, and by Peter wanting to go back and get MJ. He, he, the Fantastic Four would essentially be aiding him in creating the apocalypse, and you you wouldn't want to be the guy. You wouldn't want to assist the guy whose death would hasten the apocalypse. At least that's what I got from the screenshots. Am I wrong on on the details of that, or that uh, that, Peter, that Peter's death causes Hell York? Uh, we I I didn't. I don't really think there's anything to necessarily suggest that Paul says something when uh, when they're fighting him that like you know he's like oh you're already dead or something and it's it's a it's kind of an odd line it's like it, I guess that's why people are like oh does Paul know more than he's letting on because all of a sudden. Peter's fighting this guy, and he and Paul's like, "Well, you you can't win. You're already dead, or something." So you know that's that, really. I think that's the I'm only get thing. Away or something like that. Clo close to that, I think. But I, but I think it's an easy easy it's an easy guess that the Fantastic Four are like no, I'm not. We're not going to help you create the apocalypse so that you can save MJ. Perhaps. Also, one last thing, and then you can move on to the next commentator. Um. I, I've been a little lost with this, and I've read every issue of Spider-Man and Gold Goblin and all the dark web stuff. When did Camilla Khan become Peter's intern? Was that in the pages of Amazing? I just gotta go back and reread. Yeah, that was an, that yeah, was an amazing, yeah. that, that was an amazing number eleven, I believe, was when she officially started working directly under him. Okay, because yes. I was like, so. they do nothing with her being in that book except for during dark web. Yeah, to the so tie, to, the, to the tie-in dimension with you, <laughs> but yeah, that happened. That it was very much an, a weird off-panel thing that they wanted to add Kamala. And if I'm reason. not wrong, that yeah. that issue 11 was when her TV series was on Disney Plus, right? Was it? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, like I it was believe. A little after. I don't know. It bombed. The TV show. View wise, uh, view view wise, it didn't. It didn't get what it needed to do. But I don't remember. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Kalala hasn't done much. Uh, but yeah. Um, Adam, your thoughts? Yes. Um, I mean, I I liked the two issues well enough. I thought they were pretty solid. 
I like the fast pace of it all, really. I think I think Wells is pretty good uh, writing action. And then you have Vermita Jr., who that's like his forte is drawing action. Big, you know, battle fight scenes and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, I, I feel like these issues were fairly inoffensive. I like that we got some clarity on the big crater. Um, I think I think Peter and Mary Jane are written pretty well. Um, Paul's kind of Paul is Paul, I guess. <laughs> I don't really. I mean, there's not. I don't know really what to say about him. Like, okay, he was more important to this than I guess we thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're just, I think the art, the art's great. I mean, there's some, there's probably some stuff that is a little off, but for the most part, like a lot of Ramita Jr.'s Spidey stuff looks great. Um, and his layouts, there's that, I, I texted you, Zach, and the other guys uh, that page in 22 that's just like, it's a big panel. It's basically the exposition page when Paul is talking. He's explaining everything to Peter, and like it's a big panel, but then there's like a bunch of all these smaller panels under that that's just like, you know, it, it's essentially Paul and Peter, a back and forth between them talking, and I just, I really like that page. I feel like not a lot of artists are doing stuff like that these days, but you know, Ramita Jr. is an old school pro. So the storytelling element of, of Ramita, I think is the one element that has remained consistent. Even when there's been bad Ramita Jr. Artwork, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, he could still tell, he still can craft a story. Um, you know, you can tell that he's been, he's only been doing this since he could literally sit on his dad's lap and watch his dad draw. Sure. So, um, I mean, he learned from the master of, um, soft storytelling. I'll say that in terms mm -hmm. of like soft, graceful storytelling, uh, on a comic page. Um, sure. I also thought, thought real quick, real quick, oh, sure. real quick. I also thought it was interesting that he kind of tied in that uh, Wells tied in uh, the totem stuff and some Spider Verse stuff with, you know, the whole uh, dimension hopping device mm -hmm. and uh, and well, yeah, just I guess the the god aspect of of uh, the villain. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I wasn't expecting that totally in this. Like I wasn't expecting that device he was holding at the beginning of issue one, way back when, to be a, a pseudo, uh, you know, Spider Verse dimension hopping device thing. Um, and that that brings me back to like when I said, "Oh, Peter's written well," because Peter's written, Peter's intelligence shines, uh, in at least. 22 with his back and forth with Paul like um yeah I don't know I I they're solid issues basically he built he builds the he builds the plot device yeah 
Well, he like fi- he helped he fixes it at least. So Yeah, it was it's it there's a lot to like here, I would say. It's it's solid stuff. I I do um Bangman, I'll give you let, let, let's get your thoughts and I'll give mine. Um okay, so one thing I kind of just putting this out there about Paul. Um, this is something I kind of noticed recently, you know, kind of like before 22 is that there was something about Paul's face that was kind of off putting to me. And this, this is more of a personal thing than it, than it does with the story. But, and it took me a, a while to realize like, I was getting like weird vibes off of Paul because Paul was reminding me of like um, a former boss who I, you know, didn't. Let's just say he reminds me of a, a former boss that I, I'm glad is a former boss. So whenever I see Paul, he reminds me. He reminds me of somebody that I'm kind of glad I, you know, isn't one of my bosses anymore. Except for, except for 22, Paul looks a lot more, in 22, Paul is drawn a lot more heroic looking, like more, like he has a slightly more fuller beard and he has different glasses. And I don't know, it's just, it gave that, like the way he's drawn up to this point versus how he was drawn in this issue is just like, it was almost like there were some subtle changes, but they those subtle changes, you know, gave off different vibes for me. That that was just something I, I needed. I felt I wanted to to say. But as for the two issues themselves, it was nice in in part one. You know, like when was it Rabid? Um, or the when he, you know, came and blew up you know, MJ's apartment, it was nice. I actually did like how Peter was clearly pissed at him. And when he came out of him as Spider-Man, how he was basically, you know, taking his frustrations out on him where it's like, you son of a, I was literally getting ready to move in there. And now you, you've, you, you've screwed that up. So, (laughs) and, and again, you, you've brought up, you know the it, this is the type of stuff that JR JR is good at although there are a couple of panels where it seemed like you know some of the characters seemed to at least to me they seemed a little wall-eyed but um like overall like I, I don't know we haven't given grades yet but I'd probably like as of right now I would give these two Oh. I'll I'll go around after I give my thoughts and then we'll go around. Get yeah. Brave. Okay. But I was just saying like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for that. But I was saying like, as of right now, it's kind of like a middle grade, but that's because of where we are now, because my opinion on like these two issues could change over the next, by the end of this arc and where this arc is going to go because one of the things that has kind of, I think, frustrated a lot of us throughout this run is the fact that they have 
that a they have split up Peter and MJ and the fact that they keep splitting up Peter and MJ for asinine reasons and my and again I don't want to say anything until we know how this arc is going to play out but it it does feel like they're they they might be using this as yet another excuse to like they can't be apart because of magical mystical mumbo jumbo stuff it was because of Ike Perlmutter. <laughs> Damn you. He is Rabin. <laughs> All right. So my thoughts on this are that are simple. I'll try to go. I'll see if the internet doesn't crack by me going with my seeing my face. But I look, I, I thought these were fairly good, solid issues. To me, the artwork, I, John Romita Jr. does yeoman's work. Um, I'm glad we're finally getting the res- resolution, a resolution to what did Peter do? Because this has been a, a, a giant cloud hanging over the titles for an entire year. And this has been a very poorly constructed story. Huh. Um, we've, if you've listened, uh, there was the, uh, I can't remember the guy's name on Twitter that did a, uh, Zeb Wells interview at, um, uh, Emerald City Comic Con. I yeah, think it. That, I think uh, it was. I think it was probably Spider Man, wasn't it? It was that. Uh, his his name on Twitter is like DD Key D or yeah. something. That's like his handle, and he. I think he's like his like title. His name is like Spider Man's Comic Compendium or something like that. Yes, Spider Man's Comic Compendium. So go find go find his Twitter because he did he did a he did um a whole like AMA Twitter AMA with, with Zeb Wells and, and did a pretty good job with it. Uh, yeah. One of the things that he said that Wells said was, was that he, they constructed the, the concept of what did Peter do? And then he had to work his way back, which is part of the reason it took so long, which kind of a, is annoying, but it also kind of signifies that this is, this, it was a victim of the scheduling because basically and something I recently learned, thanks to Dan Slot's Twitter, which R.I.P. after this weekend. Uh, Dan Slot's leaving Twitter. Hmm? Oh Breaking no! News. Anyway, um, but you basically the way that you're writing these books is that you're writing three stories at the same time. So you're starting. You start a plot. You're in the middle of a plot, and you're at the end of a plot. And you're so you're having to constantly juggle. So I'm not surprised. And apparently he started on six on nine hundred first, and then worked worked his way back. Uh, so again, this has been a very odd amount of of writing here. So that being said, the Paul stuff makes me semi interested in the in the character. The MJ stuff. I'm I, the Peter and MJ stuff is great. The stuff at the beginning with, with the kids, I kind of, you know, kind of chuckled and laughed, but again, we still don't know where the kids come from. So that's, that's something that we hopefully will get an answer to at the end of this arc. Um, they are Peter and MJ. The running joke is that they are, they are the things that were placed in Peter and M- somebody's some theory has been that it, they are the pieces of Peter and MJ that were created by, by 
Babin and you know and the Wayweb and whatever. Which well, okay. other names? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, apparently the names got wrong. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't care. I, that's how. That's how bad it's been. I have not paid attention to the names. Like they're just I like. Think, I think I love Paul Watson's Twitter account. Just being like, oh, Dad of Romy and the other one. Don't yeah, even know I, his own kid's I, name. We don't even know what the, the boy's name is. Like, the Paul Watson Twitter account is a national treasure. Let us. As, let, as, long as, as long as they don't reveal them to be Rabin's arms, does anyone remember the Scarlet Witch's kids are revealed to be the arms of that demon? Mephisto? <laughs> no, wait, not Mephisto. Might have been. No? I don't remember. No. It's been a while since I've read Avengers. Yeah, Avengers West Coast. Um, the, de- the, the children of uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision were revealed to be the missing arms of some demon. He's literally on the cover, and his arms are the two children. Of uh, Wanda and Vision, yeah. So wasn't that uh, wasn't that issue one hundred of West Coast? No, issue one hundred is where they kill uh, Mephisto kills the Scrawl version of Mockingbird, but we didn't know she was a Scrawl at the time until Brian Michael Bendis did that giant retcon. Oh, that's right. And the only reason she didn't revert to Scroll form is because she was burned beyond recognition. Even though if you clearly look at the issue, her back is just kind of singed. <laughs> well, that's because. That's- <laughs> It's because Bendis is going to bend us. Or it's, it's either Bendis or one of his ghosts. I mean, did I say that out loud? Oh, 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 oh. <sighs> so I, I'm going to be honest. I, I feel like the people who are talking about like, oh, the, the kids are, uh, they're they're from Mephisto. No, they're clones of Peter and MJ. No, they're, um, 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 it's, it's coat posting. I'm going to be honest. Like my, my, my theory about what happens is it's that, um, well maybe that but um that that time time flows differently in hell york and and paul and mj just like oh peter's not coming back i guess it's been like seven years and she and paul boink and they had two kids i don't know why you would have kids in hell york but this is a zeb wells book so logic kind of goes out the window intrinsically um that would piss me off so much if that ends up i don't i'm gonna be honest i don't care At, at this point like the people, but people who are coat posting about how it's like, oh, it's it's actually, uh, it's actually uh, Peter and MJ, but they're they're clones. I I don't think that's it. I think we're overthinking this. Just them being actual kids who are, who along with their father are immigrants on the time on the time warp hustle. Um, uh, again, went back I'm, to a better I'm, time. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not happy about it. Uh, it's not worth raising my blood pressure. Again, last episode we talked about how you know the discourse with with Spidey Twitter and stuff like that, and, and everything has been, and it just got worse with these two issues when they came out. Um, and these issues aren't that bad, I don't think. These are not. <laughs> no, the issues are, We've had not. far worse issues. I mean, the entirety of Dark Web was pretty bad. This, these two issues were a lot better than those two Black Cat issues. Those two Black Cat issues, I really skipped through. The two Black Cat issues were so inoffensive. And, and you know, Spider-Man Twitter went nuts. I'm like, we've had worse books. We just came off of Dark Web, for F's sake. Oh, dark <laughs> Web was pointless. The dark, dark Web was... Don't get me started on Dark Web as a Ben Riley fan. Let's put it that way. Um, but... <laughs> or, or, 
or the uh, or the uh, uh, the let's let's all hug it out with the Goblin Queen, and then she's all forgiven. This is the the Dark Web storyline. If you ever read the Unicron storyline from Transformers IDW's previous continuity, it literally ends with like Optimus Prime and Unicron having a hug of friendship, and it ends. And it felt like to the be, same to thing be fair, he, to be power. to be fair, he does blow Unicron up. So it's not like Unicron got away with it. He he did blow up. So it's not like he it's not like he got the goblin queen forgiveness we are all about friendship armor loves friendship too anyway no she she has havoc to do that now that's oh that's okay. right that's right her and havoc are hooking up again she again and anyway she needs is vulcan and she's had all three anyway we'll talk about that in books of x um in three years. Uh, I'm looking for the erotic fiction right now. Hold on. <laughs> the, the oh, shit, don't, go on don't go on AO3, man. Not now. We're, we're <laughs> you know, enough erotic oh, fiction on made it, make my mayday the other day? I don't need oh, any more. No. Oh, oh, dear. Jesus Christ, how horrifying. Yeah. Once upon a time. Does, did anyone, by the way, ever get that Venom print that came out in stores back in like 2015, 2016? It was by a very prestigious European um, artist. Was it Milo Manara? No. Yes, that's yes, yes. It was a giant Venom print. Venom's mouth is just huge. So people were hawking it on eBay immediately. And I wanted to find, and I won it at a comic book store. And I wanted to find out, Christian singing giggles, I still have it. How much is it? How much is it going for on eBay? So I typed in Venom art print. And something happened to eBay's algorithms because you type that in and you find images of Venom, Carnage, Mary Jane, Black Cat, and uh, Gwen in some very mature content positions and artwork all over eBay just by typing in Venom art print. And I did it several times. Rule 34 of the internet. And that's all that was popping up. Rule 34 of the internet. If it exists, there is porn. But anyways, um, I, I, I do I, I stick my by my position as much as I would not like to admit it that we are probably overthinking how the kids were made. Uh, there there is biology. It does, but the thing is, though, is like that. I just don't like it. It's such a weird thing. I th- also like, why are we so also why are we so hung up on this chat on these two children? I mean, I get why because I think it's because they're Peter and Mary thing. Jane's kid, but like because I think it's, it's a strange thing never for Marvel until... to allow uh, a writer to do with Mary Jane, um, if they want her, I guess, to still be a supporting character in the book. It just, I don't know. I mean, I guess they did it with Harry and Liz back in the day, but I don't know. Mary Jane is. It seems it's it's an odd choice, I think, to do I that. I don't, I don't I don't know. I feel like there are easier easier and less. I don't want to say gender defining roles, but be gone. Um, <laughs> I don't. It, it feels like there's easier ways to write MJ out of the book than like the super contrived, well, not even yeah. write her out. It's like if they are actually her kids, then like, why do that to write her out of the book if they're going to do that in the future, in the near future? You know what I mean? I just, I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I just from what I from what I've seen, 
those kids might as well just get Thanos snapped away by the time the arc ends. I, I don't want to see any more. Oh, well, yeah. They probably will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't doubt that they will. And nothing, and nothing of value will be lost. Right. I mean, do you remember Havoc has children with the wasp from an alternate weird universe that's in continuity, and they just got <laughs> snapped out of existence when Uncanny Avengers first volume ended? I'm going to actually need to read my phone. Hang on. <laughs> I'm not rolling my eyes at, at anybody. On, if, if anybody saw me rolling my eyes, I'm rolling my eyes at something entirely different. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Zach. <laughs> but like Wasp made a big point being like, I'm going to find my children one day. And also, um, uh, if you here's an even more obscure one. Supergirl, the protoplasm Kara Danvers Supergirl, has children with a Superman from an alternate universe. And they like disappeared at the end of the Peter David book. <laughs> and yeah. she went on a quest to find them. So, okay. Um, we have not given out grades. So uh, let's go with Vinkman. Vinkman, what is your grade? Okay. As of right now, I would give. Okay, I have two choices. I can either be really generous and say B minus, or I can just give it a a C plus. And that's also that's how it is as of right now, because my opinion on these two issues could change by the end of this arc. Because again, I depending on what they're doing. Because again, the thing is, it it does feel like they are going out of their way to like try and write Mary Jane out of the book in some form and, or try to like keep Peter and Mary Jane separated forever again, despite the fact that they've tried this before and it always comes back to bite them and they never learn. But again, a lot of this, if it ends badly, then I'll, I'll, I'll have to reconsider my opinion, but as of right now, I, I think I'm just going to give it just a straight C plus. Okay, C plus. All right, I'll edit that. So Vinkman's grade officially a C plus. Um, oh, I forgot to click the button. There we go. Click the button. There we go. C plus. All right, Chris, your grade. Um. A B just so we and it's it's a B, high okay. grade because of like where where we're getting the story and it's action packed it's not boring um the payoff just I just hope is as good as the first two issues you know what I mean I was generally surprised with the unbelievable amount of detail into the obscurity of of the characters you know what I mean it's not a classic villain thing it's it's a it's a you know, it's a 2008 villain that we—I just never even thought to ever hear from again. But of course, I never thought to hear of the Black Spider Queen in the Spider-Man book that's happening right now. Um, so, I yeah, I give it a B just because of the uh, ingenuity behind the detail and the story and the artwork. Adam, you're great. Yeah, yeah, I know. You lost me for a second. <laughs> B. Um. Yeah. I. Uh. I. Uh. I agree oh, no. with Chris pretty much. Um. 
action packed art's pretty good uh solid just solid issues that you know keep the ball rolling uh hopefully hopefully the payoff uh doesn't uh nuke the internet <laughs> sometimes you got to watch the world burn i'm going to give this a b plus i think the artwork really really uh, is incredibly really good i some of this is in my opinion this is some of uh, Ramita junior's better artwork um for this I, series I, it, I, I can it, agree with he's that. been really good on this run for me yeah. um and he's so better uh, yeah you can tell you, you can tell he's got hit his groove and he's hit his stride by this point and he's done really well so good at solid artwork story is like like uh chris said it's a very action-packed story it's very deep and dense um I, it, it's somewhat of a quick read but there's a lot to it. So I'm not terribly upset by it. I definitely am looking forward to the, uh, uh, the resolution of the, of it. And we'll, t- we'll talk about that in our next episode, but yeah, uh, looking forward to it. So yeah, um, we'll take some live comments. If you guys want to leave your comments, uh, I'm going to go through and read, some of the other ones you got, uh, you got some other books coming out. We have talked about doing another Patreon only satellites thing, but we're probably not going to cover individual issues. We'll probably just do like an arc based thing. Arcs. I don't know when that's, we're going to do that. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. Has anyone read that? Um, has anyone read that? That um, and I know Zach, this is tied into your love of clone saga stuff. That that spider book with with um, Craven. Lost Hunt. Oh, yeah. the um, the Lost Hunt. That is yes. such a slog. I mean, good God, oh, what a boring book. It 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 ended okay. It ended better than I expected. But uh, listen, that was not. <laughs> it was not. I, I was, it was not as. It was not as good as Ben Riley. Ben no. Riley was a much better miniseries. I will say that. Yes, I hundred percent right. agree. Definitely. Um, those Lost books that they're doing, which is funny because it seems like everyone's getting one. Joe Fixit has one. Um, the best one, in my opinion, and I'm biased because I'm a huge, I'm a, I'm a motorcycle rider myself. So the the Fantastic Five with Danny Ketch's Ghost Rider and Spider Man and then Wolverine, the new Fantastic Four, has been the best one. The second best one was written by Ron Mars. It was the Silver Surfer book. Yeah, I I think the uh, I have not picked that up. But I'll, I'll probably read it on. Uh, I think it's on uh, on Unlimited. I need to read it. Uh, by the way, if you guys have not picked up Unlimited, uh, go subscribe, go read the Anex story, the two-parter that was done by Ron and Tom. Um, it's a it's a fun little story that pays off a, a gag from issue one of Anex. Cool. As revealed on this very channel. Are, is this channel going to do a giant coverage over the massive Carnage Venom symbiote stuff coming out this summer? <sighs> You know, that's I don't know yet. <laughs> Did you, and has everyone seen the really sexy image of the symbiotes at the beach? Yeah. The yeah. What, do you, yes. what do you mean the the swimsuit edition, um, sw- symbiote swimsuit calendar? I loved edition? it. I loved it so much. Cheesecake to to the to the max with black cat in a symbiote suit. Things I didn't know. Oh I yeah, she's gonna be. Uh, she's on the. Didn't cover you play Web of Shadows? Them. 
Yeah, uh, Peach Momoka is doing that cover with her as the Venom symbiote uh, Black Cat, and I had my comic book store specifically order me that cover. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. I own every. Are you kidding? I own every issue of. Uh, I own every issue of Black Cat. <laughs> so um, that she's ever pinned. Here's on. here's my deal. I will I will try to get my buddy symbiote extraordinaire symbio bro to come on and chat about it maybe uh, for an episode once maybe we'll do like two uh, a two episode special where we'll like cover the halfway point and then the back half or whatever um so yeah maybe i can get you on for that chris if you're if you're available yeah i've been reading all of carnage so and it's i've actually really enjoyed it um it's been crazy but that's what carnage is supposed to be yeah yeah, deep cut characters like um, okay. So we we made it an hour, which we, this was a very quick hour. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, yeah, this is what happens when I don't have Paul talking our asses off. Just kidding. I love this you, is, Paul. This is what happens when Ben Riley isn't in the issue and being written in a way you don't like. Also. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean me ranting by the way hopefully you guys are enjoying the shorts uh i'm enjoying making them um it seems like every time yep. i do a ben riley one though they blow up and get like 1400 views so that's been kind of fun um we've it's probably, it's probably because of branding because we have this we have the ben riley logo as our branding so yeah yeah a Ben Riley logo, one that we've created all on our own. Don't come after us, Marvel. Anyway, <laughs> winky wink, wink. Um, Chris, tell oh, everybody I, about your um, con experience that you did uh, representing the Spidey Radio Network. Yeah, uh, I posted the pictures up on the page. Um, we had almost about 100 people show up for the panel, which was shocking because I'm a nobody in and and the the panel's not about horror and i was like and even my panelists don't have a huge presence on the internet so i was like why are people here and they were like oh because it's spider-man i was just like exactly. Gee, can you imagine yep. if i did this on batman's worst best games um and boy would that That's be something awesome. <laughs> and let me tell you something i got some heat on that oh when i when we finally broke into the worst games Web of Shadows was my top worst game, Damn. mainly because of what they fridged MJ, the alternate ending where you like you go off in the Venom suit to go bang Black Hat and your wife's dead. Um, and uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I, I always I always selected the good version, so I never I never saw the fridging of MJ. But um, I, so, listen, uh, my only problem with Web of Shadows as a game was the voice acting of Spider-Man. He was a whiny ass bitch. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, God, he was annoying. Well. I said the voice acting in Web of Shadows was as bad as Ultimate Alliance 2. They changed the voice actors for Ultimate Alliance 2, and it was awful. Ultimate Alliance 1 Spider-Man was really good, but 2 was terrible. Also, yeah. um, I uh, I didn't put into the good or bad section was that ult that other Spider-Man game where it's him in 2099, Spider-Man, my, uh, Miguel. Yeah. And Edge it's time. just them, but the corridors are just endless, endless, Edge. endless. Listen, running. I can't, I can't bitch about Edge of Time because that that was how I got to see Stan Lee IRL because I was at San Diego whenever they were talking about that panel, and oh, Stan okay. showed up for reasons. 
Well, the game before that, the one that you play as both 2099, Black yeah. uh, Spider-Man Noir, Black Costume Spider-Man. Shattered uh, Dimensions. Yeah, Shattered Dimensions. I said that was probably one of the best Spider-Man games and is equal up there with obviously the best game that I put on there was and some people were like why because is it because it's new it is the is the is the the Sony Spider-Man game from a couple of years ago I mean yeah. it's just it's so well grounded and I I, I I I I talked about the ending to it just being so riveting and I never cried playing a Spider-Man game before until you play that spoiler alert uh somebody <laughs> significant Spider-Man's life dies and there is nothing you can do about it <laughs> this is not a choice you make this is a yeah. The game is gonna do this to you and fuck with you. No, but I'll say this: the and, and, and it's just, just I, real quick about the panel. It, it was it was generally well received. That's that's all I want to say. That's good. So one of the things I do want to do eventually on this channel is um, do some playthroughs and some walkthroughs of some like of the older uh, games. Um, the person that I had that I knew that had all the games going back from Genesis all the way up until today. Um, was my old roommate, but we don't obviously live together anymore, so <laughs> I don't have access to those games anymore. So I, I, I'm going to slowly be rebuilding my my collection. Um, definitely enjoyed both that and the Miles game. I thought Miles and uh, Miles's game, although shorter than the original game, um, was a good solid launch title for PS5. Mm. Yep. I am really looking forward to the new game. Um, I am hoping to have a PS5 by then. If not, then I will be getting, then I'm going to literally donate a kidney and make sure that I get the <laughs> bundle pack to uh, <laughs> to the game. So, um, Vankman, uh, you got yes. anything to uh, plug and promote before I go to Adam? Uh... Well, well, unfortunately, I don't really have uh, anything um, going uh, like like uh, you guys do. Um, I occasionally post, uh, but if you're on the uh, Spidey Dude Discord, I'll occasionally post cool stuff in the uh, the Action Figures channel. <laughs> yeah, Some, join our Discord. Uh, the uh, link down in the description below. We probably need to make a graphic for the Discord there, uh, Bogan Rider. Okay. <laughs> hey, by the way, um, I know this is a, a far stretch for spider relation, but it is very spider related. Um, Doug Day's season two is going to be launching on Disney Plus soon in the final role of Ed Asner, who played J. Jonah Jameson on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. He also played a random ass cop on the MTV series uh, as we... Uh recorded last weekend for the the Patreon subscribers. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I missed that. That. And he played Uncle Ben in Spectacular, right? He did play Uncle Ben in Spectacular, yes. Oh, he did? Okay, cool. Yeah, so he's got serious Spider-Man cred. Oh, yeah, but he's yeah, got serious Spider-Man And, of course, Doug Day, I mean, Disney Plus does have all the Spider-Man cartoons now. So, And, hey, if that X-Men 97 does well on Disney Plus, how much you want to bet they'll do a Spider-Man continuation? Oh boy! I would hope, but I would I hope know. there's rights issues. I think tied up in that. Not, uh, not, not with well, not with the no, not with the not with the Saban owned Spidey, not with the '90s Spidey. There is rights issues with the spec the spec Spidey. 
Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. MTV MTV man. There's no rights. There's yeah. no rights issues with the Saban um, purchase because they bought that section outright because Marvel sold that to Saban because again, thanks to Ike Perlmuter, they were selling everything to try to get money. <laughs> Oh, so okay that's good as long as they don't do that stupid plot line they were going to do with like jack the ripper victorian era carnage and whatever that no, oh, just, just, just just find Sorry. mary jane and go on with good spider-man stories <laughs> oh man i and i i'll be honest i don't know if i want john simper near that thing i i i'm i am so <laughs> i'm so over john simper and his bullshit um <laughs> Because like I I could see them I could see Disney coming to him and be like hey you want to do this continuation and be like not no I won't do it unless you acknowledge me as the creator of the Spider Verse I'm like motherfucker I know I just kind of <laughs> took wait power. really that's his hang up right now oh do he dude if you go to his like Facebook page and you go back and you've re- read like any of the last every time Spider Verse gets brought up he literally throws a temper tantrum. Okay, just FYI, Jackass, the Spider-Verse was created way back in what? What if issue number one when Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? <laughs> That's yeah, the but first, like, and as far as I'm aware, he was the first, first one to put multiple Spider-Men together, and therefore... Oh, oh, oh. oh dude, it's, it's, it, he has a whole series of... Um, basically, they, somebody created a... I think it was called... It was, it was originally called Spider-Man's Spider-Man the Animated Series is eternally excellent was the name of the group. And then John Simper came on to like post memories about it. And like he, this is the same like this is the guy that basically tried to claim that he he he's the reason that Black Cat is as popular as as she is and Craven the Hunter is as popular as he is. Every time there's like a Sony related thing, he tries to take like the running gag that we started having on both Spectacular Radio and Clone Saga Chronicles towards the end was that John Simper invented everything. And if you go back and read, or I don't, I don't know. Did I ever post that? I, I think I posted that on the front page, the 101 ways uh, to end clone saga chronicles. Uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the jokes was uh, John's, uh, we get sued by John Simper because John Simper. The, clone chronicles. the best version of the clone saga FYI is the, uh, the uh, Spider-Man in real life miniseries. Oh, uh, life story. Yeah. Uh, listen, life Spider-Man life story is arguably that and Ben Riley are the two best miniseries that have come out in the last decade. Yes, and I would love to see more from that. That Fantastic Four book they did, ugh, not so good. But yeah, um, I like. It's funny. I, I, um, oh god, uh, Zeb, Zeb, uh, Zeb, 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 Zeb. Chip Zdarsky is very hot and cold with me. His spectacular run was very mid. Like his meta arc was meh, but like individual arcs in that run, like the Jonah issue, the three part amazing fantasy storyline where they go, he goes back to the beginning of his time as Spider-Man and interacts with his younger self. Uh, Some of the visual gags were great. Like um, his younger self is dressed like, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and and older Peter's dressed like '90s Spider-Man with a shirt. Uh-huh. You know, so there was a lot of great great gags. I, but I I just don't see Zdarsky wanting to write 
Amazing Spider-Man. I don't, the schedule is so intimidating, I think, for so many people that it's it's just it's so hard. It's like you're writing three books in one. Um, well, they'll never go back to being once a month. So, I mean, I think it should, <laughs> but I okay. don't think it'll happen before I, they listen, hit one thousand. I mean, I think when they hit a thousand, it, it, it may go back. That may with, be the that may be the time they go back to once a month. Because we got, I think we've got like two and a half. Three, like two and a half, three and a half years until they get to a thousand at this point. So I would hope that maybe they consider going back to once a month. But I'm glad it's not once a month right now because of this run. <laughs> because we would be, we would be, it would be taking much longer for us to finally get this resolution. Well, I would think, but maybe actually we wouldn't. Because then maybe unless they, unless maybe they launch like two other Spider-Man titles and cross it over. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, Spider-Man's got what eleven titles or something like that, and only one of them was actually Peter's. Two of them. I mean, you got oh, if you consider if you consider actual Spider-Man Peter's title. Is Spider-Man ongoing or is that going to end once Spider-Verse is over? No, it's ongoing. No, it's ongoing. He's at least, okay. he's at least doing some other arc afterwards. Yeah, we're at least I, doing I two trades of that. Arc sold well enough with Slot and Bagley on the on the book that it warranted at least another, probably at least issue twelve. We'll see if it goes beyond that. Um, as long as Bagley stays on, like I've enjoyed that book far more than I expected to. <laughs> but again, it's it's Dan Slot writing on the edges of the Spider Verse. He's not driving the bus. And when he's driving the bus, I don't like him. When he's not driving the bus, I tend to like his stuff. I just, you know, I don't like him when he's the main Spider-Man title writer. Like if he's the sole guy on the book, I is when he's a part of the collective, I'm okay with slot. I know that may be controversial to some, but like I, I've enjoyed the Spider-Verse stuff. Other than the Mayday, other than the I'm irked by the Mayday crap. Don't get me wrong. We'll cover oh, it on Mayday, it. Mayday, I know. Um, maybe we'll get a resolution. Who knows? But yeah. Um, Adam, final thoughts. And then I'll, I'll have the spectacular spider host, Chris plug his show and books of X will get plugged and then we'll plug the oh, other shows. Yeah. I gotta go. So that's good. <laughs> um, I don't know. I hope I had this, this seems like the calm before the storm. I hope, uh, I hope nothing, uh, I hope nothing like I don't know what word to use. I hope nothing terrible happens in the next couple months. <laughs> we will see. Well, yeah, apparently there's, there's some big sort of death happening on on the you know right, smudging the death of yeah, I, yeah. I was just gonna say about that. That's kind of something I almost I didn't I wasn't sure if I wanted to go there or not, but like depending on how this thing ends, you know, this could really you know, really blow up in Marvel. It's just it, like the analogy that I use, it, it feels like Marvel is playing, you know, especially like the MJ thing. It feels like Marvel is play playing with matches inside of a fireworks factory. You know, you know, that's. It, it will be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. All right. Um, yeah. Spectacular spider host. Chris, plug your show. 
Yes, I host the spectacular Sal Basima Era podcast show where we cover all the issues of uh, the a great artist Sal Basima uh, that he did in the uh, late 80s or into the early 90s. We are currently at issue 154 coming out, kind of doing some crossover with Web. We'll be doing a lot of crossovers coming up because I'm going to be entering the uh cosmic spider-man universe so uh stay tuned for that that drops uh i try to make sure it drops every other monday and oh uh shameless plug i will be at a guest at uh uh, uh retro comic con this coming saturday for my own comic book and graphic novel vlada a dracula tale in the vlada comic books in the gender swap dracula universe i created sweet check that in out tiverton, there rhode island in tiverton rhode island and over in Rhode Island, huh? Rhode uh, Island. And I will be a guest at two other cons coming up in uh, April, uh, sorry, in May in uh, New Hampshire and uh, uh, Massachusetts. I'm from Texas. So, like, you know, you guys driving like an hour to like through four states just baffles me because I'm not used to that because <laughs> me driving an hour, I'm still in Texas. Um, hell, me driving 10 hours and I'm still in Texas. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we got uh, all right. Host of X, pop back in, plug your stuff. Hey, so um, books of X, we have just wrapped Neil. up. Yeah, there you go. all right. Okay. Plug your shit. Uh, so books of X. Um, so Zach and I just finished uh, recording the first three episodes. All three will be available for patrons uh, and on YouTube. Uh, we'll be uploading a video version to. YouTube and an audio version to uh, Patreon. Um, in the meantime, uh, we're going to begin recording soon on um, episode four, which is the first trade of Dawn of X. We'll talk about that in the episode itself, but um, stay tuned for more updates on that. But for now, I think Zach, Zach and I had a really good time recording those first three episodes. And I think we got something really good going. I'm excited. I'm excited to bring it to everybody. We've been talking only about this for like a year and a half, so it's finally good that it's here. Uh, speaking of Patreon, you got Voices from the Eerie a Gargoyles podcast. Um, it is right now monthly. They're trying to build up their uh, their stash. Uh, they're going to be recording some more episodes. I there is one uh, guest that they're trying to get that uh, is part of the reason for the delay, just because of logistical issues. But I think that they're finally working that out. Uh, they just dropped the Sally Richardson interview. Um, if you have not checked that out, the audio version is available on your favorite podcasting catcher, and the video version is available only at patreon.com slash Network. Uh, you can check out Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world. Uh, we're going to be covering the next um, set of Spectacular Spider-Man digital version. This is the old, this is the previous cover, but uh, um, yeah, uh, we're going to be covering all of that. You got Amazing Spider-Man Classics going to be covering the next couple of issues on their next episode. Of course, you can check out our completed shows, Spectacular Radio and Clone Saga Chronicles. So with that, we're going to wrap the show up. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you are with us and following us on Patreon.com slash Spidey Network, Vinkman, thanks Vinkman for your support, buddy. Uh, you got Scott, Master Dramon, Nation, Kale, Georgia, Jessica, Vicky, Catherine, Cindy, Allison Farquhar, Laura, Ed Reynolds, and as well as Scott, Vanessa, Janelle, and our newest one, Sebastian. Thank you guys for your support. We do appreciate you guys 
as uh, we continue to bring you more content here on the Spidey Radio Network. We are so thankful and pleased that we can continue um, bringing that content to you. As I mentioned the other shows, if you're an audio listener, thank you for listening. We didn't have a whole lot of visual aids and or live comments, but normally we do. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. We've gained so many subscribers over the last month. Thank you. We've gained over like like 20, 26, 27 subscribers. So thank you guys for subscribing to the channel. Hopefully you like this content. Share it and subscribe to it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time here on the Spidey Radio Network. Our next episode here on the channel for our podcast will be the next episode of Make Mine Made It, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world. We're covering the next four issues of Spectacular Spider-Girl Digital Size. Uh, also was published in the web of Spider-Man back in the day, the second volume. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening once again. And we'll see you. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention our social media. you got at Spidey Radio on Twitter, at Spidey Network on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, 818-925-6631 is our voicemail line. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.